when God looks at you, God no longer sees someone that, you know, is bound to condemnation. But rather when God looks at you, he sees that you are legible enough to partake of his goodness and his promises. Because of the finished work at the cross, we have now the right to partake of God's perfect will for our lives. And trust me, when God says perfect, he actually means it. Mine is just to encourage you that regardless of what life throws at you, you are legible to be co-heirs with Christ, the seed of Abraham. Welcome to the Edification Podcast. Hey fam, what's good fam? I'm super excited. Yo, first of all, let me just say this, man. Like, this is the third episode yo manze it's been good it's been real i am excited i am excited um not not just because of the word but because this particular word just spoke to me man like you know um for me it was a word that affirmed my position you know in all of this well it is a word that i hope that you know it will inspire each and every one of you you know uh, from the new believer to you know the believers been there to you know the OG believers you know and hey without further ado it is my singular honor to welcome you to the edification podcast with me Abel and yo this is the third episode y'all like i said and we'll just get right into it so the topic of today is co-heirs with Christ the seed of Abraham so Basically, for me, this word came when I wanted um, just, just you know, I was in that space where I felt like, you know, all right, I needed to know where I am. I needed to know it was it was more of my identity, affirming my identity. And I know this sounds like a word for new believers, but I promise you that you're going to learn something today. You're going to learn today. You're going to learn something today. And this was just a word to affirm my position you know i found my position in christ affirm you know affirm and confirm actually my identity and and what it means for me you know to be in christ so for me to be in christ actually it means more than just you know the gift of salvation and you know um the the promise of eternal life for me this word just affirmed that i was not just promised and eternal life but i get to partake in so many things and we we we, we we're just going to look uh, and go right into it so all right so we'll just jump right into it um and i have a very interesting um phrase that i wrote down here I, you know i came across it and this is what it says we through christ have an inheritance of the promise not just a promise of an inheritance which basically means that we have not just been promised an inheritance but there is a specific promise that is part of that inheritance. And that specific promise um, was a promise that was made to Abraham. Well, let me let me not just let me not go ahead of myself. Um, but I do hope that you get blessed by this content. So today we have about one, two, three, four anchor scriptures. Yo. When we have more than one anchor scripture, you know it's gonna be fire. You you know it's going to be fire. So the first anchor scripture is this. Genesis chapter 22 verse 18. And this is what it says. And through your offspring, seed one, not many, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. 
because you have obeyed me. Keyword, obeyed me. Good. Let's go to the next one. Anchor scripture 2, yo. Anchor scripture 2. This is Galatians 3, 16. And this is what it says. The promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. Scripture does not say unto seeds, meaning many people, but and unto your seed, meaning one person, who is Christ. Let's go to anchor scripture number 3, Galatians chapter 3, verse 29. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Wow. Fourth and final anchor scripture. This is Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11. And this is what it says. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. That's amazing. Four very powerful anchor scriptures. And... I'm just going to dive right into it. Now, because of the finished work at the cross, when God looks at you, God no longer sees someone that, you know, is bound to condemnation. But rather, when God looks at you, he sees that you are legible enough to partake of his goodness and his promises. And all that has been made possible by Christ. And through giving your life to him, you have actually become legible. Now, so for me, being co-heirs with Christ is just a matter of being in realization of what has actually been said and actually stepping into your eligibility and thriving. And I know we've said this word um, a couple of times throughout probably the last three minutes or so. So let's, let's, let's um, switch gears a bit. Um, what is this legibility thing that we keep talking about? As Google will have it well any other dictionary also as the dictionary will have it this is the definition of legibility um so being eligible is the state of having the right to do or obtain something through satisfaction of the appropriate conditions and my people i'm here to tell you that the sacrifice on calvary was satisfactory enough you know in making you legible you know again because um when adam sinned that was the fall of man. And I'm here to tell you that the sacrifice that was made on Calvary is satisfactory. Just to think about how Christ just went up to the cross and bore it all, you know. To some, it might be a simple act of dying on the cross. But can you imagine that 2,000 years later, the sacrifice of this one man has made us eligible to partake in all the blessings that was set forth, all the blessings that were said. And I'm just, I'm just excited. I don't know, man. I'm just excited about this episode. So today we're going to be tackling three points. Just three. These three points, man, they just spoke to me and I thought it would be good if I just shared. And I do hope that these three points that we're going to be discussing today will inspire you. And I hope that you will be encouraged. So let's get into it. Point number one. We are legible for adoption. We are legible for adoption. Point number two, legible to partake the blessings of Abraham. Point number three, we are legible to live the perfect and pleasing will of God. All right, let's get into it. Now, legible for adoption. What are we talking about? We are talking about the eternal adoption into God's family. We see this in Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 to 28. And this is what it says. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. 
There is neither Jew nor Jew nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. So let me just point out my favorite part of this portion of scripture. And this is the part, it says that you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. This means even though man fell and brought it upon himself to be separated from God through sin, now through Jesus Christ, man has been redeemed and not just redeemed, but also adopted back into the family. You know what? This reminds me of the scripture that talks about, you know, the true vine um, in, in John chapter 15. Um where it's talking about and actually painting a picture of Jesus being the true vine and the Father being the vine dresser. Later on in the scripture, in verse 6, he talks about how if anyone doesn't abide in him, he will be thrown away where he will become dry and beat up, basically, and be gathered up and thrown in the fire. Now, isn't it interesting that that was what awaited man? Like from the moment he fell, he got cut off. Like things just went south for him. Eventually, um, condemnation is what awaited him. But God's love was so amazing that though the branch was cut off, God still gave a chance for it to be engrafted back. And we see this because even in his word, uh, the word of God goes ahead to say, you know, the lamb of God was sacrificed before the foundations of time. So meaning even though man fell already before time, there was made a provision for him to be engrafted back. So for me, being co-heirs with Christ means getting adopted back into the family. Now, I'm no longer cut off. I'm no longer condemned for eternity um, because of sin. You know, I'm not facing the world alone. But now I belong, you know. And that's where I find my identity. That's where, you know, I find my purpose. And that's where I actually find it all. So for me, point number one was we have been made legible for adoption. And all you have to do, you know, it's right there. The sacrifice that Christ made on that cross is satisfactory. And the condition is you have to accept the gift of salvation. So point number one, legible for adoption. I told you it's going to be interesting. So let's go to the second point. So the second point is we are legible to be partakers of the blessings or promises made to Abraham by God. Now we see this in Genesis, you know. Um, chapter 12 verse 2 to 3 and this is what it says and I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing and I will bless them that bless thee and I will curse him that curses thee and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed and as you read this it reveals the first blessings and promises that God um, made to Abraham um, this was the preamble to their relationship. This is how their relationship um, sort of kicked off. And these are the seven blessings, actually. They're actually seven. And these are the seven blessings that we actually get to see through this portion of scripture. Point number one, one of the blessings was, you shall be a great nation. Two, I will bless you. Three, I will make your name great. Four, you will be a blessing. Five, I will bless those who bless you. Six, I will curse those who curse you. Seven, all the families of the earth are blessed. So, man, like, that is just amazing to see that through the obedience of Abraham. Number one, not only will he be blessed, but also all the nations of the earth 
will be blessed. All the families of the earth will be blessed. And the amazing thing is the third one. Is it the third one? No, actually, it's the fourth one. And this is what it says. It says, you will be a blessing. So the second one is, I'll bless you. The fourth one is, you will be a blessing. So this is just to point out that, hey fam, um, when God blesses you, it shouldn't just end with you. Like I'm a personal believer that we shouldn't just be a reservoir only, you know, of the blessings of God. We should be more like conduits, which means that we should be a conduit which when we get blessed, we also become a blessing to someone else. And I promise you, once you realign, once you make your life to be a conduit, then you will never run out of a blessing because what happens is that God will always bless you because he knows you will not withhold that blessing, that you'll actually become a blessing to someone else. So part of being blessed is becoming a blessing. And that we see it here in scripture. You know, we see it here in, and actually, that's actually the fourth one. It says, and you will be a blessing. So being legible partakers of the blessings of Abraham, actually the first promises that were made to Abraham by God means that being co-heirs with Christ means that we get to partake you know of these blessings that were made by God to Abraham so these blessings came about because Abraham obeyed God so that's the one thing that stands out and we see the same blessings that were on Abraham still being confirmed and affirmed to Isaac later on you know we see it um, in Genesis you know chapter 26 verse 3 and this is what it says yeah sojourn in this land and I will be with thee and will bless thee for unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I, God, swear unto Abraham thy father, and I will make thy seed, you see, the emphasis was and is um, on seed, seed meaning Christ, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father, and I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of the heavens, and will give unto thy seed all these countries, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. So basically, it's the same blessings, you know, that God gave unto Abraham are now being released unto Isaac. So if ever we find ourselves in a position of uncertainty regarding anything in life, we should be encouraged and reminded that God is not a man, that he should lie, Neither is he a son or man that he should change his mind. And if he has said it, it will come to pass. After all, he says in his word that he watches over his word to perform it. And by virtue of you being saved, by virtue of you being adopted, you have now become eligible to partake of the blessings of Abraham. So always remind yourself that, that now that you were saved now that you have been adopted you know into the family you are now legible to partake of the blessings and promises that god made unto abraham let's go to the third one man i'm super excited this thing is just speaking to me let's go to the third one and the third one is this we are legible to live the perfect and pleasing will of God. Wow. And we see this in scripture. And we see this in scripture. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11. And this is what it says. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance. Being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. That's first one. And yes, there's another scripture that corroborates this. And this is Romans chapter 12 verse 2. 
then you will be able to test and approve that God's will is good, pleasing, and perfect. What this means to me is that other than just being adopted into the family, other than just knowing what promises you know God gave unto Abraham and us being legible for that, we have now the right to partake of God's perfect will for our lives. And trust me, when God says perfect, he actually means it. Okay, okay, let's do this, yeah? Okay, so let's just go through a few. So here is what God's will is over our lives. Like there is nothing concerning your life that will ever catch God, you know, by surprise. And that's what the word of God is for. And we see this throughout scripture. So we are going to go through, you know, probably the next couple of seconds what... Um, God's perfect will is. And just like I said, there's nothing that will ever catch him by surprise. So whatever it is that you are in need, whatever you need, he's got you covered. He's got it all covered. He's got it all figured out. And we're just going to, let's let's just power through some, you know. Um, um, I've, I've written down like what, one, two, probably like eight of them. And, and, and this is amazing because all these are promises. All these are promises um, that God has made to us. So, so, so being legible, you know, to live the perfect will and perf you know, the perfect and pleasing will of God means understanding what God's will is over our lives and, and the promises that he has given unto us. And here is a few Philippians chapter four, verse 19, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. When you have health issues, and this is what the word of God says in Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Health sorted. You know, when we run upon fear, you know, when fear runs upon us and, you know, we find ourselves in a fearful space, this is what the word of God says in Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Like not even fear can, you know, can catch you by surprise. When you're in a place where you feel like peace is something that you need or peace is evading you or you, you're not in a peaceful state. This is what the word of God says concerning peace. Philippians chapter 4 verse 7. This is what it says. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. Let's continue. When we feel like we are unworthy, when we feel like there's, you know, we are not wanted, when we do not feel love. This is what the word of God says in Isaiah chapter 54 verse 10. So the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed. Yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. And this is, and this is what studies have found. There are about 8,810 promises in the Bible. Can you imagine that? And... And let me even uh, make it more interesting, yeah? And about 7,487 of them are of God making a direct promise to man. So if you ever get to a point where you feel like um, you're not sure of anything, let me tell you. If you ever find yourself in a season that uh, you do not um, 
if you ever find yourself in a season that you feel like is about to take you out, I'm here to remind you, I'm here to encourage you that you are eligible, you know, you are eligible, you know, to live out the perfect and pleasing um, will of God over your life. And there are so many promises, you know, there are so many um, promises that God has spoken um, to you. Like, there are so many and all you have to do is just be you know, in realization and step into it. You are legible. That's what I'm here to tell you. But here is something to remember. Yeah. All the above are promises. But the anchor of this message today is the fulfillment of one that gives us access to all of them. And that's found in our anchor scripture, which is Genesis chapter 22, verse 18. And this is what it says. Through your offspring, seed one not many all the nations of the earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me so how will you as part of the group of people that falls under the category called nations of the earth be blessed simple through the gift of salvation yeah this coincides with a similar scripture that quotes jesus talking to the disciples where he tells them that he is the way which according to me means that he is the way that we Christians um, must walk in in order to experience all that God has set aside and bestowed upon us. And this is found in John chapter 14 verse 6. And this is what it says. And Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So for us to be co-heirs with Christ, we have to realize that it all lies in being engrafted back. And this means we must be found in him. This means that our lifestyle have to be aligned, you know, with Christ. Because Christ is the way. So we have to align ourselves with Christ. He is the one who has actually made all this possible. He has made it um, he has made us legible for adoption. He has made us legible to be partakers of the blessing of Abraham by him being the seed that the Bible talks about. Uh, it's through Christ that, you know, we are able to live out the perfect and pleasing will of God. Mine is just to encourage you that regardless of what life throws at you, you are legible to be co-heirs with Christ, the seed of Abraham. You are legible. And my prayer is that you will walk in realization. So yeah, that's that's the message for today. And I hope that it has blessed you. I hope that it has encouraged you. And listen, if this message has blessed you, if this um, content has blessed you, man, share it with family share it with a friend um, and I promise you that God is going to bless them too and mine is just to give a shout out to each and every single one of you for listening in, for locking in and listen, this doesn't have to end here. Reach out, reach out to us, reach out to me. Let's keep the conversation going. Um, at the end of the day, this content is for our edification and I pray that you have been edified and may you share it with someone else that they may get edified too. And till next time, God bless you so much.